Imagine you are looking out into your backyard one bright, crisp May morning, and you notice something a little peculiar. There's a bumblebee zooming around in search of flowers to feed on, but there are none to be seen. You often spend your mornings on your back porch to start your day, and this is the earliest you have ever noticed a bumblebee for spring. You begin to wonder and think about recent weather patterns. It has been oddly warm, and the snow has almost melted with a few patches here and there. You shift your attention back to the bumblebee, and you put it all together. This bee must have emerged earlier than the flowers it depends on. This is what scientists call phenological mismatch, where an animal or a plant clues into changing environmental conditions or weather patterns and is cued to emerge or begin a part of its life cycle, while the other animals or plants that that species interacts with may not have received the same cue for various reasons and they don't emerge. Phenological mismatch is occurring more frequently under changing climate scenarios, so scientists are eager to understand how different environments and species will fare. To do this, scientists are assessing the resilience of ecosystems. My name is Simone Durney, and I'm a PhD student in ecology at Montana State University. Today, I'm going to discuss a paper published in Nature Communications in December 2015. The paper is titled Declining Resilience of Ecosystem Functions Under Biodiversity Loss by Tom Oliver and co-authors. Resilience is the ability of a community of species to return to its original state or bounce back from a disturbance, which is often the result of climate change. Resilience is a lot like a rubber band. It can be stretched around items to bind them together, but once that rubber band is removed, it returns to its original state. A resilient community is a lot like this rubber band. As a disturbance occurs, the community stretches or changes, but springs back to its original state once the disturbance has passed. As defined by the authors, higher resilience occurs when an ecosystem made up of communities has more species within groups that perform a function for the overall ecosystem, leading to stability. That's a tad complicated, so let's break it down. Take a restaurant. They have many moving parts, but their main function is to make and serve food to customers. The waiters in a restaurant help achieve this function by taking orders and serving the food. And the more waiters there are, the more efficient the restaurant runs, mostly because there is always a waiter that will take your order and serve you your food. An ecosystem is a lot like a restaurant, and the waiters are like the species in an ecosystem that perform a function for that restaurant or ecosystem. And the more waiters, the greater the likelihood that the function will be completed. Now, if a disturbance like a flu outbreak prevents some of the waiters from going to work and performing their function, there are other waiters at the restaurant to fulfill that function for them. 
This is resilience because the restaurant was dealt a disturbance, but remained stable because there were enough waiters to fulfill the function. The researchers of this paper wanted to determine the resilience of ecosystems in Great Britain by assessing the stability of functions within these ecosystems. And they looked at five different functions, um, but I'm gonna focus on pest control and pollination. But for all of these functions that they analyzed, um, they serve in the well-being of ecosystems functioning properly, as well as providing valuable services to humans. And to assess these functions, these researchers looked at the species that provide a given role for a function, and then evaluated the numbers of individuals within each of those species. And what they found was that for the functions of species providing pest control and pollination services, there are growing declines. And these declines suggest that these functions may be impacted by phenological mismatch. So for example, pollinators and flowering plants may not be emerging simultaneously. And this is often due to changing climate and changing environmental cues, preventing their interaction and successful reproduction. But overall, this can have cascading detrimental effects on the stability and resilience of an ecosystem. So think back to your observations of that bumblebee in your backyard in May. Observations like these are happening globally and the primary driver is climate change. So you can do your part and read and learn about these trends and talk to your representatives about the importance of understanding and acting to prevent and lessen the effects of climate change for the ecosystems that we live in.